most people we work with, uh, helping uh, them to build their magnetic embryo brand based on our method, find it hard in the beginning to really sort of comprehend, to grasp the difference between recruiting and embryo branding on sort of an activity level, an objective level, and on the uh, target audience level. The thing is that you can use many of the same means to attract more attention to your recruitment campaign and uh, as, as you can for building an employer brand. Means like videos, blog posts, articles, podcasts, infographics, images, etc. can all be applied to both types of talent marketing. It is not the means that define which talent marketing you are exercising. It is the message, the target audience, and the problem that you are offering to solve for your target audience and then your objectives. Objectives are the ideal outcomes of practicing the specific talent marketing strategy that you have chosen. And it could be a recruitment marketing strategy is a better strategy for you than employee branding strategy. But you need to know the difference between the strategies to obviously figure out which one is the more suitable strategy for your company. The challenge that persists is that as humans are very sales focused, sales oriented, even those of us, including myself, who feel like I hate sales, the process of selling, cold calling, I would never working sales, we still all, all of us still uh, persuade other people multiple times every single day that we are in contact with other people. And we don't necessarily even notice that we're doing it. Every time you ask someone to do something be it come to dinner, clean up your room, help me with this task, apply for this job, buy this, sign up, start this program with me, give them the money to make this purchase, uh, come for a run with me. Every single time you are selling the idea of something that you want to happen. So we are extremely sales-focused, sales-minded as humans because what sales actually is, if you really think about it, it's an activity in which you have a need for something for which you need someone else to act on, otherwise you don't get that something. And in HR, talent acquisition is, of course, the primary sales function for which most HR get a lot of practice of. But the same way it is, you know, about selling an idea when you as an HR persuade team leaders and managers to get those development discussions done in time and the way that the process is supposed to go. And I believe for these reasons, we are struggling to understand what employer branding really means, what it is, how it differs from recruitment marketing. And uh, in my experience, too many people practice employer branding or think that they're practicing employer branding, but what they're doing is just merely an extension to recruitment marketing. When they have the need to hire, uh, need to get applications, need to get better quality candidates, that is when, when they sort of activate themselves 
to practice what they think is employer branding when in fact it is not employer branding, it is just an extension to recruitment marketing. And the problem is that when your mind is at your recruitment call, you know, get more applications, you know, we need better quality candidates, you know, we need people who have a better fit, uh, your focus is on those actual sales goals, their short-term actions that are delivering you that immediate value. And I get that. I get the need to fix the more urgent problems first. That is absolutely the right strategy. I mean, it's not unusual for us at my agency at all for a client coming to us with you know, what they think is an employer branding need. But when we, you know, have a discussion with them, we realize that actually you have a more urgent need and that is to fix your recruitment marketing. And, uh, you know, let us help you with that first because, you know, you need attention and you need focus and you need commitment for employer branding. And if there's something more urgent that needs to be solved, you know, you won't give us that commitment. So we need to solve the more urgent problems first. That is the right way to go. But, you know, it's not employer branding if you're solving recruitment related goals. That's recruitment marketing. The only element within talent acquisition where you actually have an opportunity to touch employer branding is the area where candidate experiences are being or taking place or or happening. So I'm talking about candidate communication and uh, specific tactics that are chosen and executed consistently to elevate your candidate experiences. I had a whole podcast episode about this earlier and there is a course about this Italian marketing school but that literally is the only part in your recruitment process in your talent acquisition where actual employer branding can even take place everything else is recruitment communication recruitment marketing and it is not wrong it is not bad it's just a different operation than employer branding so also, you know, if we think about candidate experiences, oftentimes I see that, you know, a company might need a candidate uh, experience related strategy, but, uh, you know, because there's only a couple of people in the entire hiring workforce uh, that are kind, kind of naturally uh, doing a great job elevating candidate experiences but the problem is is if it's very sort of if it's a one-time occasion if it's limited to one person and not all the people who hire and meet applicants in your organization uh, are consistently executing the same plan um, you know building your employer branding and talent acquisition is going to be very hard if even impossible it's simply because unfortunately the bad and even the neutral experiences just override the positive ones. That's how our brains are wired. We pay more attention to negatives and potential risk than purity and goodness because it's, you know, I think it's probably about our crocodile brain and the sort of built-in automated system um, in our brain that was uh, programmed for us to stay alive and keep ourselves out of danger. So that's why a human being is more inclined towards noticing negatives and potential threats and risk. And that's why also when, 
your candidate communication and candidate experiences, if those are only sort of rare few exercises here and there, and even though, you know, some people, some of your candidates may experience really great experiences, still the overall, you know, result is not positive for your employer brand. So, um, you know, if we're talking about recruitment, marketing and recruiting and employer branding, there, there are different objectives, different target audiences, different kinds of goals and different ways to pursue the same means to receive the outcome that is either either for your short-term goals for recruiting success or for long-term more permanent changes in the way your audiences think, feel, behave and act on. So in this episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand, podcast, I'm going to introduce you how to use my candidate journey of the information era as a tool, as a basis for transitioning your sort of uh, recruitment-focused, sales-minded thinking to the long-term employee branding focus. And if you find this intriguing, this is the kind of stuff that I am teaching at Talent Marketing School. And we are going to launch in May. I won't want, I don't want to postpone it anymore. I just got wrapped up with so many client projects in my in my agency last month and this month that I had to put to the launch aside for a moment. But you know, I'm pretty near at being able to open the gates for signing up uh, and then, you know, uh, continue working on the telemarketing school as you study already. At this point of this podcast, if you are in a place where you're able to, you know, go to my website and take a look at the candidate or download the candidate uh, uh, journey of the information era, Go to modernemployerbrand.com. This should be a familiar website for you already if you are a long-time listener. Uh, go to modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast70 uh, to go to the team article of this episode. And there's a link to download my tool, this candidate journey of the information era. For those who have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about when I talk about candidate journey of the information era, uh, in short, I formulated the candidate journey years ago. I mean, literally a long time ago before social media really started taking off. Yes, that is how old I am. <laughs> and uh, the actual journey part was developed on the basis of the what the IDA formula in marketing. IDA is the customer journey described for marketing purposes. This is was invented like a you know even before I was born, so it's that old. Uh, what actions need to take place for a customer to move from awareness to interest, from interest to desire, and from desire to action? Those are the letters A for awareness, e, I for interest, uh, D for desire, and A, the last A for action uh, to uh, to make a purchase. So when the salespeople want for the last A, the action to make a purchase, the marketing people are helping that action to take place uh, with marketing uh, activities that are growing awareness, you know, growing interest, uh, building desire, and then pushing for those uh, calls to action to make a purchase. So this was the basis for my uh, candidate journey of the information era. But 
in those times, I simplified the candidate journey uh, to the three steps that it still has, the awareness step, the affinity step, and the conversion step. What needed to happen uh, for target audiences to become aware of company or your position? What needed to happen for them to decide to choose your offer or your call to action and not some other companies and how we call our target audiences to convert to actual leads or applicants. That is what the candidate journey is all about. How we're moving those people to awareness, uh, from awareness to affinity and from affinity to conversions. And as you can see, the same frame is still very valid and you can use it actually both for your recruitment marketing as well as your employer branding. That became the huge hype and the high of social media. More and more people started to boot out their own content. I mean, I started blogging back in 2005. And uh, obviously that was in Finland. We didn't really have any other social media but LinkedIn at the time. And LinkedIn at the time globally was not a recruitment tool at all. It was not a recruitment platform as it is today. It was a sales platform. So, uh, you know, when we, uh, and it's, sorry, if you hear this uh, sound, alarm sound going on, it's 12 o'clock on the Monday uh, as I'm recording this in Finland and in our village where we live, they uh, do every, uh, I think once a month on a Monday at 12, exactly, they test out the uh, alarm sounds at the, you know, is it? fire station or police station or wherever they are but there is no no emergency here it's just a, a, a test sound okay going back you know with the, what i was saying is that then became the huge hype and and the you know social media and everybody you know was following the one person that they knew who was blogging and then became the youtube and 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 everything and you know there's so much content in the digital universe that we started to get really anxious and started to feel the FOMO, the fear of missing out. The digital universe became more and more floated and bloated, if you like, with content and messages from companies, from, you know, organizations, from individuals. There was commercial messages and and just like random sort of private messages or more personal messages. And, and nevertheless, it was just like a huge wave of constant pouring of content and messages coming to our ways, our way. And our brain started to suffer, suffocate. The information era had shown its negative side. I call this the information era because it's the era it's been going on for you know more than a decade already where you know because everybody can be their own media so we are everybody is able to just put any kind of content any kind of messages that they want to out there on the web and on social medias and uh, our brains are suffering because you know they need to work to make sense and organize all of these messages coming to our ways to make sense whether your conscious mind should even bother or not. So there's a lot of activity happening in all of our brains in the time of the information era that we're not even conscious about uh, because our brain is working to organize all the information and just direct your conscious mind what sees relevant for us. 
And uh, that is when I added the winning attention step to proceed the actual candidate journey because I realized that people are turning away. If you look at that picture, if you have it in front of you, you can see that the image that I used, the design that I drew for the winning the attention step has a person with their sort of back towards us and with those, um, what are those called? Noise cancelling. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, so that's what I used. I drew this picture literally to dish, literally to put attention to you where, you know, what you need to pay attention to is that your audience is not paying attention to you. So the point here is that it is impossible for us to start growing awareness of anything if that person that we want to listen to us or pay attention to us has their back towards us and has those uh, headphones on and is not or the headset on and is is sort of not even noticing that we are there. So this winning attention step is critical in the candidate journey or the you know to start get the candidate's journey started and this you know is what makes the candidate journey of the information era. Uh, this is how I invented this. This is a tool I teach to everybody who enters into a business relationship with me or my company, be it clients for projects, be it cu uh, customer sparring sessions, and obviously the telemarketing school students will, you know, be also the audience who get to learn about this. So the candidate uh, journey of the information era forms the primary framework, a tool for actions and objectives for the modern magnetic employer branding method that I uh, have invented. So you can learn more about this in the, the episode six of this podcast. If you're on a podcast uh, platform right now, uh, why not scroll down to the history 60, uh, what is that, 64 episodes back to find uh, episode six. Um, and uh, listen to that, or just go to the blog. If you go to modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast70, the team article for this for this episode, I'll you know put the links to this uh, episode. And I also have another podcast, uh, not a podcast, but a blog post about the candidate journey. It's really central in everything we do here at My Business Emina, and also what I teach at telemarketing school. I believe we are pretty clear on what success looks like in our recruitment processes. The primary objective for recruiting in each process is, of course, to sign an employment contract with a candidate that meets our hiring criteria as well as possible, right? So when we do recruitment marketing, we support the achievement of this objective with actions that grow awareness to our hiring process and the hiring schedule, uh, which is, uh, you know, a publication of the job host. We also expand the reach for the job host, which is called recruitment marketing and advertising, as in distributing the job host, communicating about the role and the process on social media and at recruitment fairs, for example, and paying to get a wider reach, as in advertising for the job post. The larger relevant audience we are able to reach, the better we uh, 
you know, oh, the better chances we have to communicate who this role is for, why they should care, and what they need to do to become part of this selection process. And the more we increase our likelihood of success, uh, obviously, the, the signing and employment contract with an, uh, with as ideal candidate as possible becomes, you know, more and more real. So this is recruitment marketing. We may also create videos, use the many social media features to get support for those goals, write and promote articles, blog posts, even, you know, podcast episodes to get more eyeballs for the recruitment campaign and the vacancy and the process. This is the part that often gets confused with or not with employer branding, but as employer branding. But that is still recruitment marketing. The purpose is to get people to click the job post and consider that specific opportunity. And we are likely to stop for promotion when the deadline for applications is over and we start a recruitment process. So that is all recruitment marketing. Now, companies that hire a lot, uh, either in quantities or just very regularly, often come to a realization that the overall applicant quality is not enough for them. So things like we want to hire a person who identifies their working style with our company culture and believes in the same values uh, as we do as the basis for working, making decisions, you know, interacting with colleagues and customers and in general, just, you know, behaving in work situations. That could be or is often a description for, you know, uh, uh, increasing, improving the overall quality. So this is what we want. Or they could say that we need to grow our applicant numbers as we don't have enough of those so-called quality candidates to choose from. Or, uh, you know, applicants have a wrong idea about the work that we do. And we often see this after we already hired somebody and they just don't seem to get it going the way we do things here. So we end up losing those people. Either they leave or we have to end the contract. These are recruitment-related problems and challenges that cannot be fixed with temporary short-term recruitment campaign. These are the kind of objectives we can pursue with developing our employer image and building our employer brand. But of course, the goals are not the same. So let's talk about how this framework how Candidate Journey of the Information Era can guide you and work for you as a tool. Because it's a fantastic tool and a fantastic framework to sort of uh, very, uh, in a very simplified way to communicate and guide you to convert your short-term recruitment goals and objectives into long-term employee branding goals and objectives. And over the years, uh, you know, of using this framework with our clients, we have received so much feedback on how this tool has clarified what they used to see as something so complicated and confusing. So that's why I decided to reveal in this episode, this is free educational moment for you, how to use this framework as your tool to convert your recruitment goals and web branding goals. Now, if you Google employer branding goals, which you should definitely do, you are going to find different uh, recommendations, different suggestions, different interpretations, different uh, sort of takes on this, which might be better for you because this model was developed by me and this is mine and my company's take on what modern employee branding goals should be and how to build a modern magnetic employer brand. So don't think that this is the only 
you know, option for you. Although I think it's the best, of course. What I'm saying is that if you disagree with me, you have a reason for it. And you have a different experience. So stick with what works for you. There's no reason for you to change something if something you believe in something else and that works for you. This is more like for people who, you know, are having trouble understanding the difference between recruitment marketing goals and employee branding goals and the difference in how to do recruitment marketing and how to do employee branding. So let me remind you first what the phases in the candidate journey of the information era are if you are not looking at the picture right now. So just quickly. So phase one is what precedes the actual journey. So this is the winning the attention phase. Then I'm going to use the, these next uh, phases uh, I'm going to refer to them as steps because we are then on the journey. So step one on the journey is the growing of awareness phase, but I'm still calling it a phase because it's not a one-time activity. This needs to be a continuous activity uh, to grow, build, grow, sustain awareness. Step two on the journey is building of the affinity phase. Again, same thing, not a one-time thing, not a temporary campaign, not a short-term one-off video or anything like that. It's a phase. It's a journey that takes a longer time. So you need to, you know, keep it going. You need to sustain it. Step three, this is the final final conversion phase. This is, this conversion phase represents those moments when all the hard work and all of the effort, all of the years, the pounds, the dollars, the, the grannies and so on are, you know, that that you have invested in this work, start to deliver measurable value back to your company. This is your payday. And it is really important for all of your talent marketers who really aspire to be seen and to work professionally to understand the importance of the payday for the company. The only way for you to ever get decent budget, the only way for you to ever get decent resources for employer branding, is to be able to deliver the invested time and the money and always more value back than was put out for the company. This is literally something that I cannot emphasize strongly enough, loudly enough, and with more determination. This is just such the critical uh, phase in the entire journey. And this is a cornerstone for successful employer branding. No business decision maker in their right mind is going to be willing to give you the sufficient means. I mean, they may give you some means, but not the sufficient means uh, that are required for actually properly do employer branding unless you have a plan how to pay the company back with dividends. And the thing is that without sufficient resources, there's no way you can get results. No way. And it's simply just not professional employer branding if you don't get results. That's what I call more like a hobby or a fun, leisurely activity. You know, it's kind of like a break from your actual work when you do a little bit employer branding that has absolutely no value for anybody. But it makes you happy for that five minutes or ten minutes. If you want to call yourself a professional in employer branding, I suggest you pay attention because I can give you that plan. And the plan is called the candidate journey of the information era. And the goals for employer branding come from the faces of this journey. 
So goal, employer branding goal number one is always going to be growing awareness. Employer branding, uh, branding goal number two is always and forever going to be building affinity. And employer branding goal number three is always and forever going to be conversions for measurable value. Winning attention precedes the actual journey. And I don't want to suggest winning attention as a goal because there is just too much risk for losing focus on the actual journey and the conversions and then focusing on winning attention only. I've just seen I've just seen it happening so many times. Um, it's kind of like, um, how would I describe it? When a company gets frustrated and worried enough because they don't get enough applications and it's starting to hurt their business really bad, which is what we often see, especially in the tech industry, uh, at least here in the Nordics and in Europe as well. What they do is they do a sort of a random campaign that they invest a lot of money in and a lot of effort in just to win attention. But attention alone brings you nothing. And winning attention has, you know, once has no long-term value. So all the effort and all the money that was invested in this one-time random campaign of, you know, trying to win attention is just simply not enough. So we don't use that as a goal. I don't recommend that as a goal. You just need to accept that it's your first hurdle before you actually can climb up to the actual candidate journey. So those are your goals for modern magnetic embryo branding. Growing awareness, building affinity, and converting to measurable value. What you need to define then are your measurable objectives. So those were goals. Now you need objectives. Goals alone are not enough because you don't know what growing awareness means for your company. You can't recognize without more detailed description, uh, which is the measurable objective of what exactly are you, you know, pursuing. So the difference between a goal and a measurable objective is very simply put. The goal is the end goal, the destination. The objectives are the milestones, the hurdles on the way to that destination. And we want to measure those, those milestones, those hurdles, because those are the ones that give us the clarity uh, uh, for the journey uh, over the time, because it's a long journey uh, that we are going towards the end destination. If we're only measuring goals in employer branding, we might, you know, we are going to be totally our eyes blindfolded for a year, for two years, for three years, goodness knows, who knows how many years uh, before, you know, we are starting to think like, should we actually have reached the destination by now? So in recruiting, the goal, you know, getting applications or signing a contract comes pretty quickly. But in employer branding, that is not the case. So you need these measurable objectives, these milestones, these hurdles to overcome to make sure that you're actually doing the right thing and you're moving towards your end destination because it's a long journey. So your measurable objectives could be uh, direct conversions from your recruitment goals and objectives if you need, if that's what you need to do. But I want to tell you this, when we, using employer branding 
for to support recruitment success over time is one of the most important and one of the most common goals for employer branding, but it's not the only goal. So you can do a lot more with employer branding that you cannot achieve with uh, recruitment marketing, for example. But for the sake of, you know, this uh, podcast being about how to convert from recruitment goals and objectives to employer branding goals and objectives, we're going to focus just on the uh, recruiting part. So uh, your measurable objectives can be pretty direct conversions from your recruitment goals, but they're not the same. So for example, let's say that your recruitment goal would be overall candidate quality needs to be improved. So in employer branding, this is a growing awareness goal. So you would have to set specific objectives, how you measure growing awareness and in which areas you measure growing awareness and which target audiences awareness is what you measure. And growing awareness is about who is this company for? How do we do things here? What kind of people work here? What does it take to succeed here? And so on. Uh, because this is what you want to feed to your audiences and those who find it very interesting and very relevant for them are going to start to pay more attention to your company. And as a result, uh, this will impact your candidate quality over the longer time. Not for one single recruitment process and not immediately, over time to your overall candidate quality. Another recruitment related goal, our applicants get this job wrong and end up resigning. So we need to change their uh, wrong image of what we do. So this is also a growing awareness uh, goal in employer branding. It's about uh, teaching and educating your audience. What is the business that we are in? What is our customer promise? How do we deliver that promise? What are the problems that we resolve for our customers? How are the individual working here contributing towards that, that uh, business goal, customer uh, promise, and so on? This is about teaching your applicants, your overall, overall audience about what is it that your business is doing so that they don't get that, that you can fix that, that wrong impression of what the job is about. And then another uh, typical recruitment uh, goal or problem and goal is that we're losing top candidates to our competitors and we need to fix this. So this is an actual building affinity goal in employer branding because this is the actual employer branding part. So when we build affinity, we need to build affinity of this audience, those top candidate audiences towards what we represent as a workplace you know, as a business, as a community of like-minded talents working for the same purpose, working for the same goals. What is our contribution towards making your life better every day and for the future? Uh, and when people grow affinity towards what you represent for them and it grows stronger and stronger, the their heart starts to win over the rational. That's the affinity thing. That is where the emotional connection starts to build up, which is what employer branding is. So um, did you hear a while back ago in some podcast episode, I don't even remember what it was, but I mentioned that uh, there was absolutely no rational in me getting the latest iPhone or any Apple gadget uh, during the Stephen Jobs times 
because uh, you know my old one old ones were working just fine but i would just get it because i love the brand and the steven you know during steven jobs i was really committed to the brand and it made absolutely no sense for me to jump the gun and buy the you know the new uh, the latest gadget or product from apple just because they launched something even uh, even though i didn't need it that's what branding and building affinity is and it's totally possible outcome for your company as well if you learn how to build a magnetic employer brand you can build an audience that you know their heart wins over their rational when it comes to getting an opportunity to work in your company so in recruitment language it would mean like they might be offered a position in another company that where they get paid more or that is closer to their location or allows them to the working hours that are actually more suitable for or convenient for them. But their heart wins over their rational when they're offered a job opportunity in your company because they have such a strong emotional connection with your employer brand and what you represent and they just like desperately want to be part of that. That's what you can achieve when you build the magnetic employer brand. Now, the difference between conversions in hiring and conversions in employer branding are perhaps easier to grasp. So in hiring, there is a couple of conversions that are meaningful for the outcome and, uh, and for the business. So first conversion is get people to convert uh, from just general public walking around, doing their business, minding their own things to get them to convert as a reader of your job post. So this means that they actually click it open read and read it. And you can actually measure all of this in marketing, even whether, you know, the job post is actually being read or not. This is where you measure how, you know, how long time they spent on the post. A second very typical conversion in recruiting uh, is to get the reader to consider this job, your ideal candidates are unlikely to send their applications at the first glance when they first click it open. So another conversion is to get them to consider. So this means that your copy decks must be, uh, you know, must make them want to consider it. And a conversion here is that they do a return visit to the job post, and you can measure that as well. And the third conversion is actually for them to send the application because they might still feel not interested enough to you know, make the effort. So until now, we're talking about recruitment marketing conversions. These are not recruiting conversions, but without recruitment marketing conversions, you're unlikely to reach your actual recruitment goals. And then comes the actual hiring part that has even more conversions from you know, accepting every invitation to go forward in the interview process because, you know, just because somebody applied to your role doesn't mean that your company is their preferred choice. In my years of recruiting, actually, I saw many times people even starting in a new job only to quit a day after because their preferred company offered them a job. They had built affinity with those people and that, that company and became and, and uh, that company became their preferred choice. And then the final decision is actually that obviously the job offer, that's your final conversion in hiring, getting that contract signed. Now, these are the conversions in recruiting, and I wanted to open those up to you so that you understand how different they are from the conversions in employer branding. In employer branding, you're likely to have conversion 
uh, as a lead to the recruitment funnel as one of the conversion objectives. A lead is a person who has warmed up uh, to the thought of talking careers with you, but you don't need to have a vacancy now. They don't need to be ready to change jobs now. This conversion is conversion, conversion objective is about building your, t- your your company a talent pool with warm leads and then nurturing those leads until both parties are ready to talk jobs. It is a very different pool than those pools with loads of irrelevant CVs nobody's going to take a look at ever again. But you you may also have other conversion objectives for employer branding, such as, uh, and, and which in my method specifically are, for example, uh, impact to overall hiring costs. You know, you should see a reduction in your overall recruitment costs using headhunters, uh, you know, paying for all sorts of campaigns, uh, recruitment consultancies and stuff, and time spent, which is also a cost for your company when you have achieved a really magnetic employer brand, as well as the overall quality of talents taking a job in your company. These are the kind of conversions that are value, returning value, measurable value to your company, but they don't happen over time. They happen over a longer time. So that's the difference between employer branding and recruitment marketing. The goals, awareness, affinity, conversions to return value are always the same. This is the way I developed the candidate journey that it's applicable to anybody. But your measurable objectives are what are the, you know, those are unique to your business needs, your company, your situation, and those change over time. But you need to formulate and place them correctly under the right goal, under the right heading, awareness, affinity, conversion, so that this tool works for you. And then the actual magnetic employer branding method is what gives you a more detailed plan to win and sustain attention, how to invite, what are the actions and activities that you need to take in order to invite your target audiences on this candidate journey with your company and how to then move them systematically on this candidate journey from awareness to affinity and from affinity to your chosen conversions for value. Got it? This is, this is the kind of stuff that we help our clients with. And this is what I'm teaching at Talent Marketing School. And everything we do and how we help our clients are fully based on these proprietary methods and frameworks that I've been, uh, invented. And we only work with our own methods. Only. I developed them because I didn't see much value uh, potentially in most of the ways that the world was doing recommend marketing and employer branding when I started, when I was younger. I tried those. But then over time, I decided that I want something better. Every single course and lesson at Talent Marketing School will also be based on on my own methods. So you cannot get this. You cannot learn this from anywhere else or anybody else unless they are breaking my copyright and stole the concept from me, which is alarming and you should let me know. But the thing is, no one knows it as thoroughly as me and my team, so you cannot actually get the full monte from anybody else either. It's great stuff, even if I say so myself. So last note, what I teach and how I work at MWA Branding is not for everybody. It's not for every company either. These are for companies and individuals who, who seek clarity, clear, actionable methods and plans uh, that are able to guide them towards the measurable impact and results. And achieving impact and results will not happen without commitment and consistency. 
something has to give away uh, for you to get more time and other resources for this work. And if that is not what you can do or what your company is allowing you to do, uh, or if sometimes the companies don't believe in the, you know, employee branding, whatever is the reason, then this is not for you because our method will deliver results, but only if you implement and execute the plan and it requires, you know, daily activities or weekly. But it's also okay uh, to feel that this is just not the way you want to work. That's fine. It's, uh, you know, it's impossible to get results if you don't believe in something. And it's impossible to do this if your company doesn't back you up. Uh, so uh, then, you know, this is not your thing. But if you do want to get a head start and learn from the top down, start by learning about telemarketing strategies, then follow you know, up on, uh, up on how to do this uh, as the strategies are your backbone in modern employment branding. And there's already, already a course for this at telemarketing school. I'm going to open up the doors pretty soon, maybe even before I can probably launch if uh, launch it for those of you who want to, to get a head start. So if you want to get a head start, go to telemarketingschool.com website, sign up on my list and become one of those who want to get going earlier. I'll notify you when you can register and sign in. Now, if you are interested in this topic and you just don't, you didn't grasp it yet in this lengthy podcast episode, go to modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast seven zero. Uh, you know, read the blog post. It'll help you to digest it's a lot of stuff. And my take on employer branding is very different to how most people in this practice, in this industry work and operate and think and, and, and talk about it. So uh, it can, you know, take a little bit to digest it all. But I can tell you, it's extremely effective. Hey! Are you on Instagram? Because if you are, you need to join me and, you know, now a little bit over 300 other people who are following my handle at Talent Marketing Bro uh, because you don't want to miss out more free talent marketing tips and opportunities to learn about talent marketing. Um, this podcast and my Instagram profile is free education for you. Okie dokie. I'll be back next week again with another episode on building the Modern Embroil Brand podcast. Moi moi!